0: Play here, KMOX.
1: Sports open line rolling on here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauly. Tomorrow night, Billikens basketball. They are back at it as they are going to match up against Paul Quinn College. And so, Paul Quinn is a NAIA school out of Texas. They're actually playing a team tonight. They're matched up against, uh, I believe it's North Texas that they're playing tonight. I saw somebody say this on Twitter. I, I should give credit. I don't know who said this. I just happened to see it. I think it was one of the Billiken, uh, fit, like fan accounts. I'm not, I'm not sure. So I can't confirm this is true or not. But when people ask the question, why in the world are the Billikens playing Paul Quinn College? Uh, evidently, according to this tweet that I saw, so I'm being told, Totally reckless right now, and repeating something that I don't even know is true. But evidently, the uh, head coach of the uh, Paul Quinn College also uh, involved in AAU basketball, so there might be a recruiting aspect to what's going on, bringing uh, this program in. Paul Quinn plays a bunch of D1 schools, so I think uh, they're able to uh, they're, they they have that connection from a recruiting standpoint because of uh, their head coach. But uh, maybe to get a more a little bit more information about that, and just talk about the uh, Billikens overall after uh, they go one and one in. Connecticut at the tip-off tournament. We're uh, very happy to uh, welcome on to the program uh, the guy who covers the team for the Post Dispatch and STL today. He is Stu Durando. Follow him on Twitter at Stu Durando. Stu, thanks so much for your time as you join us on the uh, Quiver River guest line. How are you?
2: I'm good. Thanks for having me on, Matt. So you um, ju- and please do not please do not ask me too much about Paul Quinn because I admit it, I have not <laughs> I have not delved into Paul Quinn.
1: So I am doing the broadcast tomorrow on ESPN Plus, the streaming broadcast, and I spent yeah. the better part of this afternoon trying to find information about Paul Quinn College, and uh, I was not overly successful.
2: Yeah, I, I've done some, some uh, just a couple of searches for some things, and yeah, I, have, I didn't find my, they're playing right now, I can tell you that, I don't know what they're doing, but... <laughs> Yeah. They're playing back-to-back nights, so that there's one thing that'll work to the Billikens' advantage.
1: And they're playing in Texas tonight, so they have to travel in tomorrow, so that's not going to be easy either.
2: Yeah, North, North Texas, that North Texas team is usually pretty good that uh, they're playing tonight. So uh, North Texas is leading 36-22. There's uh, an update
1: for you. Okay, thank you. We'll, we'll keep people updated on <laughs> that as we go along. Uh, you just wrapped up a uh, Twitter Spaces with uh, you and Bob Ramsey. A lot of people able to talk to you about uh, Billikins basketball. How did that go?
2: I don't know. I guess you'd have to ask the people who were listening. I think. I mean, we we pulled it off without having any glitches, so um, that was a good thing. But yeah, that's that's a fun thing to do. I don't know why I waited so long to give it a shot, but um, it it was good. I hope hopefully do it like once a week or twice a week from here
1: on out. Very cool. The team uh, goes one and one uh, at the tip off tournament. They lose to Maryland and, and lose a, a fairly one sided game, and then they come back out. Uh, less than a day later and they get a win against Providence. I know a lot of the narratives uh, coming out of that game was they focused on themselves after uh, the loss and they put in a lot of stuff kind of on the fly. Well, what's your takeaway from kind of what you saw the way they reacted to that first loss and what they were able to do a day later?
2: Um, well, it, uh, with about 10 minutes left, you, you know, had you wondering because they were down 13 points or at some point they were down 13 points in that second half and it just didn't look like it was going to be a good weekend at all. Um, But Providence just, you know, from the eye test, was not the same team that Maryland was, at least in my opinion. And, uh, you know, I felt like they should have been playing with them and they finally did uh, kick it into gear and make a run at them and and, and get the win. So that's going to end up being a a pretty good win if Providence does some of the stuff that it usually does over the course of the season. Um, So the reaction I thought was great. And, yeah, the coaching staff tried to, week a few things because the defense has been uh, a little porous Given and um, rebounding hasn't been good and so on and so forth and you know they did just enough to get the win
1: have you been at all surprised about their defense going in you know they had a couple players on the the preseason all defensive team it felt like yeah. uh, they were going to be a really good defensive club and obviously they still can be that
2: yeah they they, they can individually they have Players to do it. Yuri and uh, Okoro were both on the preseason all defensive team, so they get two out of the five spots there. And Travis Ford considers Fred Thatch, you know, as good uh, defensively as, as those guys. Javon Pickett is considered a super strong defender, so they've got a lot of good individual defensive players. They just haven't been a very disruptive defense, and maybe that's not what they're going to be, but they don't force turnovers, they don't create steals, and um, get a lot of deflections and just disrupt defenses. And so I think what they, their defense has to be good by working as a unit and, um, you know, not just individuals, but working on all their team concepts to be a good defensive team. Cause they're, they're forcing like nine turnovers, 9.5 turnovers a game, which just, you would look at that number and think maybe they're not a great defensive team, but individually they are, and they just kind of have to get it together as a unit.
1: Stu Durando covers the Bellicans for uh, STL today and the Post Dispatch continuing to join us Yuri Collins named the uh, A10 player of the week Average 18 points, 7 assists. You look at some of his games this year, he had that 14 assists, uh, no turnover game earlier, then followed that up with 13 assists, 5 turnovers. Actually, in that game against Providence where he scores uh, 21 points, which is just one off his season high, he ended up turning the ball over uh, five times, which is tied for a season high. But uh, we're, we're kind of picking at straws. It's uh, He's putting together just a fantastic season.
2: Yeah, he's off to a a really good start. The the turnovers, even though he has had one or two games where they've been elevated a little bit, they're they're down overall so far, which is a good trend. Because he was less than two to one assist to turnovers last year, which is not good. As you know, the assists were great, but the turnovers weren't so good. Right now, he's at better than three to one. So that's what you want. The the unusual thing to me right now is that he's leading the team in scoring. Not that he can't score but i i don't think anyone would project um that over the course of the season he's going to end up there and and it it probably would be better for the team if he was not um if some of these other guys could do more of the scoring and yuri you know get his 10 to 12 points a game and and run the offense but i think as, as time goes on i think those numbers will change but he's been doing a little bit of everything so far um and i think one of the big things is that uh, keeping the turnovers down is so critical to him.
1: Four players are scoring in double figures right now. Collins is joined by yeah. uh, Gibson Jimerson, Javante Perkins, and Javon Pickett. How important is it for this team to have uh, the ability to have that many different guys scoring in double figures just in the sense the teams have a hard time really keying in on one guy?
2: Yeah, and even, I mean, Okoro I would think will, will inch his way up to double figures or close to it. I mean, it's hard to put all five-year starters in double mm-hmm. figures. Um, on average, but um, yeah, I mean, they need to, you know, the one thing about this team that was expected, it was expected to be a high-scoring team because they have uh, potentially great shooters. They have very good mid-range game with a couple of guys. Yuri's really improved in that regard, as he showed against Providence. And they have a potentially um, impactful inside threat with Okoro uh, and Forrester. So if you can get Three-level scoring, you know, and you've got this very diverse offense that can do a lot of different things. Defenses, you know, keeps defenses honest, and they mm-hmm. they can't double people or um, focus on one guy. It, 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 they really have to respect the scoring ability of everybody on the court. And they haven't had that in recent years, where you've got five guys on the on the court who can score at any time. So that if if it, things continue to develop and they can play all these different areas well. Um, The perimeter shooting hasn't been great so far. They're going to be really hard to guard.
1: Whether it's from a positive standpoint or from a negative standpoint, is there any individual this year that has really surprised you and has played in a way that you weren't expecting to see?
2: Hmm. No, no, I I don't, you know, I would like to say yes, but, um, you know, Pickett, I think, has been – He's not been a surprise because, you know, he's done, done it, did it for four years at Mizzou and in the sec. Um, I think the one thing that uh, kind of surprises his rebounding Now Travis Ford had talked about how they thought he could be a really good rebounder and keep saying that he'd be nice if he could average double digits in rebounding, but he never did that at Mizzou. He'll have one 10 rebound game in his whole career there. So for him to come in here and, and get uh I think he had 13 in each of his first two games, and he's averaging 8.2 right now. That's a pretty good um, addition to everything else he does, playing defense and um, scoring a little bit and so on. So he's been, um, you know, he's kind of like a Jordan Goodwin stat sheet stuff where he can get a lot of um, contribute in a lot of different areas. And the rebounding is a is a huge boost.
1: Last thing for you, they built a non-conference schedule where they could potentially put themselves in position for an at-large if they end up not winning the league. Uh, they've got wins against Murray State, Memphis, and Providence of note. Uh, they'll still take on a pretty good uh, Southern Illinois team. They'll still take on uh, a Boise State team, a Drake team. But do you feel like they're doing, they've done so far what they need to do uh, in the non-conference to put themselves in that position, assuming they put together a pretty solid league year?
2: Yeah, I mean, ideally, obviously, you're undefeated at this point, which, you know, you're not going to do against this schedule. Uh, The Maryland loss is not horrible. Um, The way it happened may have been horrible, but the fact that they lost the game is not. Um, Auburn's going to be tough on the road. Uh, Say they lost that game. They still have a great chance to add a lot of really quality, like you said, non-conference wins in December because um, at Iona, Boise State, Drake, Southern Illinois, those are all um, potentially top 100 uh, net-ranking teams at the end of the season. And so um, that's four more non-conference chances uh, after Auburn to get good wins. So to be um, one loss right now I think is – a pretty good situation for them. Um, If they could go into Auburn and steal a win, that would be absolutely massive. And so um, we'll know a lot more after Sunday.
1: Well, Stu, we appreciate your time. Encourage people to read you at STL today in the Post-Dispatch. Follow you on Twitter at uh, Stu Durando. Enjoy uh, Paul Quinn College tomorrow. Have a great Thanksgiving. And uh, hopefully we can talk to you again real soon.
2: Yep, real good. Thanks for having me. You enjoy Paul Quinn as well.
1: All right, very good. There's Stu Durando joining us here on a Sports Open Line. We appreciate him taking a few moments with us. Uh, one more break. Uh, when we come back, uh, there's an interesting story developing in the National Football League where the players are essentially accusing the owners of collusion. We talk about collusion a lot more in baseball than we do football. If you think it's not happening, you're crazy, but sometimes owners are a little too out there with it. Is this one of those situations? We'll discuss as we wrap up Sports Open Line. That's next right here on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four
0: amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? spend over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.